Today is March the 6th, 2019, and uh, my name is Nancy Kishpa. I'm here today with Donald Ray Hill and Vernatha Hill, um, and we're going to do an oral history interview. Uh, Don is a special person in independence history, and he's going to tell us a little about that in a, in a little bit, but first of all, would you mind restating your name for me, Don? Don Don Ray Hill. And when were you born, Don? I was born in 1940. What what 1940. day? 1940. What day were you born? Uh, August 25th. Okay. So how old are you now? I'll be 79. Wow, you don't look 79 to me. Don't tell them where you were. Um, huh? Where were you born, Don? I was born in Dallas, Georgia. Oh, okay. What? Dallas is Dallas, that Georgia. a town? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who were your parents, Don? Uh, Aaron Hill, Vivian Hill, and I had a brother named Joe Hill. Oh, wow. And all of them are gone except for me now. Okay. All righty. Do you have any children or? No. No? Okay. How about, does your brother, did your brother have children too? Uh, he had a son, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bernie? Mm-hmm. How about you? I was, well, my name is Vernatha Alexis Hill. I was born in Chicago, Illinois on September the 30th, 1950. And uh, my mother's name was Zella Mae Payne. But uh, due to illness and everything, my my great uncle, which was her uncle and aunt, she let me come to live with them. And I came to Independence in 1952, and uh, been here until I was here until I graduated in 60, 1968. So, so what were their names? The parents here was Mary and William Lennon. Uh, my uncle was the one that ran the Lennon nursing home here in, in town, and he was also Reverend J.J. Lennon, the pastor of Maple Street Baptist oh, Church. Okay. You know, so. Um, what's your earliest memory growing up, Don? Oh, I grew up in Dallas, Georgia. Was that a small town? Uh, well, not real big, but uh, my dad and uh, my brother and my mother and my dad, he came up here to Independence, and he got him a job out to the cement plant, and then he sent back for my brother and my mother and me. How old were you then? Oh, I was, uh, I was pretty young then. 11, weren't you? Yeah. Weren't you 11? Uh, something like 51? that. 51? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think you were 11. Yeah. Tell them about the flood, though. Uh, tell them about you being on the train. Oh, yeah. We came up in 51 when they had uh, water all alongside, the, you know, almost to the tracks. Wow. Yeah. Was that scary? Uh, no, not, not really, but we was hoping it stayed where it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what's the happiest moment of your life? Uh, the happiest moment of my life is me making it to the Hall of Fame in the Little League down there. Ah. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I uh, had good baseball. I had a good season down there. Down and there? I was the first down to the Little League uh-huh. down on Park Street. 
and I was the first one ever put one on the park down there. Awesome. And I hit Grand Slam, I hit several home runs, and uh, I just had time out there. The Lord blessed me down there to come out and be the Hall of Fame. Wow, mm -hmm. congratulations on yeah. that. How about you, Bernie? What's, what's your earliest memory? Mm. Well, I was only two, but I do remember at that time coming from Chicago to here that uh, it was via train. And I remember in the train stations, because I was like a little monkey, I liked to climb, you know, a little mm -hmm. boy girl. And it was a gold post, you know. And I remember getting on that, just swinging, just having fun. And my mom said, you can't do that. You're a little girl. You're in a dress, you know. But I remember that so vividly. I don't remember anything about my birth mother, because like I said, I was two, but my my other mother, which was really my second mom, I was with her all my life and my, and my dad. So, and just growing up here in Independence and my highlight in Independence was when I became Miss Congeniality in the uh, Neawala pageant. Pat Yerkes was the um, uh, maid queen, so I think that was in 67. And it was, it was the highlight of my life. And there were 52 girls in the contest, mm -hmm. and I knew all 52 of them by name. Wow. It was, it was just, it was really, really nice. Uh -huh. It really was, so. Wonderful. Uh, what is the most important thing you've learned in your life? Uh, well, uh, coming up here to Independence and uh, met my wife, Bernie, and uh, just had a good time. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Were you involved in, in church? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Went to church. Were you a deacon? Did, uh, did yeah, I'm, I'm a deacon right now. Uh huh. What yeah. church is that? That's uh, in Coffeeville. Uh, it's a uh, Baptist church. No, no. First Church of God in Christ. So First Church of God. Yeah, Elder Melvin Simpson. Oh, okay. And yeah. so we would travel back and forth, but he'd be taken sick. So we moved. We, Pastor Melvin has a church here uh -huh. on South 17th, Young's Chapel. Uh -huh. So we attend the service there. Yeah, he doesn't go very much, but I attend their services uh -huh. there. Okay. So it's a lot more convenient uh -huh. and easier. Um, what is the proudest moment in your life? Uh, obviously, the home run. Yeah. Um, well, is there is there something else that you're really proud of? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm glad you know to be an independent to do what I done, and uh, I uh, thank you, Lord, for everything you let me do. And I played baseball here. I played baseball all around Southeast Kansas. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Did you did did you work here in Independence? Uh yeah, I've worked here in Independence. I uh, done several jobs around in Independence. What kinds of jobs did you do? Where did you work? Uh, I worked for Calvert's. I uh, worked for several different places that had you know businesses and stuff. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, Calvert's was one of them, and I worked there for years. Mm -hmm. What did you do for them? I uh, took care of the store and cleaned the washing the windows outside and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
work yeah. at the Elks, when it was at the Elks Club? Hmm. What, oh, yeah, I worked the Elks at Club? the Elks Club, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, Mr. Jacobs worked up there, and he got me on up there. Mm-hmm. And I washed dishes and whatever they wanted me to do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much ran the place, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. I always had a job because I was a worker, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your other job. And I uh, left from here in Independence and went to uh, uh, Oswego over there. And I lived in Oswego for quite a while. I was married over there for a while and then I went from there to the Kansas Army Ammunition Plant and I got on up there and that's why I retired. Uh-huh. And I put several years in up there. How many? Oh, uh, boy. Several, let's see. You I, started out, you were only supposed to be there for how many years? I was only supposed to be there for a couple, maybe a couple years, mm-hmm. and, but I put in... Uh, how many? Yeah, I put in, let's see. I put in about 40 something. No, 32. 32, 32 years. Yes, 32. Uh-huh. That is a long time in one place, isn't it? Oh, I always had a job wherever I went. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played baseball all over at Parsons. I played in uh, Island Mountain. I used to play over in Parsons, come over here and play independence over here. And uh, go out to Wichita and play out there. And uh, I used to play baseball quite a bit all around, you know, mm-hmm. in different places. Yeah. So. How about you, Vern? Well, I this I started working, Mr. Milt Stevens at a time, he was like a CEDAR program or something like that, and uh, he got me a job as a teacher's aide at the Catholic school, uh-huh. the, you know, the old Catholic school. And I enjoyed that, and I thought, well, that's something I would like to do, be a teacher, but I went off. Uh, in something else, uh, Southwestern Bell Telephone hired me. I think I was 16, and I worked for them for about five years. And like I said, I've always, always worked, and and uh, I worked there. And then I got on at uh, Farmland Industries. I worked Walmart. I've just worked several different jobs, but also I've worked, you know, done different things, you know, and worked at Farmland Industries, and then left. Uh, independence, when moved to Coffeyville, married my first time, and uh, divorced, and then uh, left Coffeyville in '96 after my mother passed. And uh-huh. the the Lord granted me the desires of my heart to be in a concert choir. Wow! And I uh, went to Las Vegas, Nevada, to be with my family up there. Was there for five years. Worked at the Rio and got to travel with the choir up there and we went everywhere and we were backup singers for Paul Anka. Uh, it was so nice being on the being the choir that came on before he did. So I got a picture autograph of him and it was just nice seeing some of the the different stars I got to see. You couldn't talk to them, uh-huh. but they would walk 
in front of you, you know, at the at the desk where I was giving out the the player's card. And uh, uh, Tony Curtis, oh God, he was so, but that was back in the, in the early, about 19, let's see, 96, about 97, you know, in that time. And he came through with a beautiful, tall uh, blonde. She was beautiful and he was just as handsome. But the highlight of it all in Vegas was when I had to sign a check for Andre Agassi the tennis player, yes. because he gambled a lot, you know, uh -huh. and he was cashing out his points. And I had to sign his check, you know, because it required both signatures. Uh -huh. I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I got to meet a lot of the top gospel artists, uh -huh. even in the world today. And like I said, I remember the choir director told me, because I'm just standing there like a deer in headlights, and they said, shut your mouth and open it and sing, because I was just going, is this really me, uh -huh. a little country girl in Vegas, singing with some of the top gospel artists and artists in the world? Uh -huh. I mean, I didn't sing with her, but I got to see her. Whitney Houston, Gladys Knight, uh, you know, it just, mm -hmm. it was just a, an awe to me. It was just wonderful, you know. What was the name of the choir? It was the Greater uh, Community, uh, wait a minute, let me think. Greater, Lord have mercy. Let me think. What's that greater community? Church of God in Christ? Oh, Greater St. Paul Church of God in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it was by Bishop Caruth Hall and his wife. I, I always call her Madam Hall. I can't remember her first name. Two awesome people, two dynamic wow. people. What an experience! That yes, was. it was. That was the highlight of my life. It really was. So, so you both have some really special accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And Did mm -hmm. you uh, <clears throat> remember George Brown, Shine Paula down on Main, who across Penn Avenue? George Brown they used to have a Shine Paula Paula down. No, Shine shoe. I wasn't born and raised here, mm -hmm. so. Oh, okay. uh -huh. mm -hmm. Who was that now? George Brown. And uh, I shined shoes there, and I went up to the professional building, shined shoes up there. That's right. I've heard about that, and yeah. I don't know who told me that. Yeah. So, you were 11 when you came to Independence, uh -huh. but then Some, you yeah. mm -hmm. left Independence for a while. Mm -hmm. When did you came back? Uh, yeah, I, or, but I stayed, I stayed here in Independence quite a while, though. Uh -huh. And then I met a young lady over there that lived in uh, uh, Oswego over there, mm -hmm. and I was married, married to her for a while. But uh, this, this was the last one I, mm -hmm. you know, caught up with, and I've been with her ever since. The best one. The yeah. be save the best for last. Yeah. God, yeah. uh prophesied to a lady uh -huh. about us being together. It was a missionary that I've been knowing for over 30 years, uh -huh. and she came to run a revival in Coffeyville and asked Don, did he want to get married again? And he told her yes, and, and she just told him, well, you do what, you know, get your house in order, meaning, you know, yourself, mm -hmm. and live right for the Lord, and he'll grant you the desires of your heart, and he'll send you a good woman. I wasn't thinking it was me. We both were going to the same church in uh -huh. Coffeyville, and he's always been shy, don't talk. I've always been one running the mouth, you know, and uh, uh, 
when she said that Don was going to be my husband, I said, I don't think so, because he wouldn't even talk. He didn't say mm -hmm. nothing, just quiet. And she said, oh, okay. She said, well, i just telling you what God told me. And uh, we had our first date in March of 2003, went out to eat with some friends, and we got married uh, in a small ceremony at the church in July 18th of 2003, wow. but he granted, Don granted me my dream wedding on the 27th of September of 2003, and we so, yeah, yeah it's, I always wanted a big church wedding, uh -huh. and I got to and have got one, that? I got to awesome. have that, yeah, so, so. That's wonderful. Um, I want to ask you a question that I ask Faye Bradley and um, also ask um, Graham Reeves, what was it like growing up African-American in, growing up black in Southeast Kansas? Uh, because they both told me about times when they were harassed, they were discriminated against. Did you have experiences in that way? Mm, no, not really. But I've been knowing Faye for quite a while, mm -hmm. they, him and his brother. Because they lived down on Earl Street and we lived on Hill Street. Tell so her I, about your experience with Pat. Mm -hmm. You know Pat Sinclair. Oh, yeah, Pat Sinclair. And how you all became good friends. Tell mm -hmm. her about that. What did you say your last name was? Kishpa. Kishpa. Uh -huh. I knew John. John went to school with John. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's my husband. Yeah. Cool. Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell her about Pac, what you all, when you all came from Georgia, yeah. how you met Pac Sinclair, mm -hmm. then, and you stayed at his house. Oh, yeah. My okay. brother and me used to eat and sleep with Pac Sinclair. And, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of friends. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we both played football, too, and, you know. Ah, so, so not uh, just baseball, but you played yeah. football too. Mm -hmm. Did you graduate uh, from high school? Uh, yeah, I graduated in 60. And uh, I was the fastest in my class, and my brother was the fastest in his class. And we both played football. Mm -hmm. They my brother, he scored a lot of touchdowns. Ah. Uh, what was your brother's name? Joe. Joe, that's Joe right. Joe Hill. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And was he older than you? Uh, yeah. Do you know when he graduated? Uh, Joe graduated, uh, uh, let's see, he graduated 30 something because he passed away. And my dad, he passed away, and then my mom passed away. It was about a year before you did, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a year before he did, okay. you know, and everything. So, yeah, Joe was the one that played with K.O.'s boys when they were uh -huh. doing the 49, when they won those 49 uh -huh. straight. His pictures out there awesome. on, on one of the years, several years with uh -huh. K.O., so. But Don was the track runner and Joe was the football player. Uh -huh. And Joe was the runner. Yeah, Joe, was oh yeah, running too. Class, right. And Craig Knoll is doing a, a book. He's gonna write a book yes, about that too. Yes, he is. Uh-huh, he is. Yeah, I, I, I give him some names to contact of people. Uh -huh. You know, like Howard Homer, uh, Homer, Homer McIntosh. McIntosh. Homer yeah. McIntosh. That's yeah. his closest friend that's remaining around here now. So, is John still living? Or? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Will you tell him I said hello? I will do that. I didn't know you graduated the oh, same yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nineteen sixty. Cool. Yeah. 
I'll have to look up the yearbook yeah. and <laughs> dig out those pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you all like to do for fun? Oh, well, I like, I like to fish, and uh, I haven't done much fishing up here, but when I go back down there, I got cousins, you know, a lot of them, most of them, that's all they do is fish, you know, uh-huh. stuff like that. I don't hunt, I just fish, you know. And, uh, and sports. They can't wait for me to get back down there, you know. Uh-huh. Because I'm the only one left now out of the family, you know, that was up here. And so they waiting on me to get down there. And so I'm the oldest one in the family now. Yeah, the oldest yeah. grandchild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sure is. He is. Yeah, he's a sports fanatic. Oh, Oh, really? my God. He is a, it doesn't matter what it is. He, but he's mainly it's baseball, basketball, and football. Mm-hmm. That's him. Now my brother, he was a football player, and he he was uh, running a lot of touchdowns. K.O. was, you know, he was tough on him. Uh-huh. But, uh, I had heard that. Yeah. But he was the fastest and, uh, in his class, and I was fastest in my class. So we both accomplished something. Uh, there, you know. certainly did. Yeah. Do you have a favorite sports team? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Dodgers are my team. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about football? Football, uh, Raiders. Los, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Not the Kansas City Chiefs, huh? Uh, well, I used to go see the Chiefs play. Uh-huh. But the Raiders was my boys. So. Okay. Yeah, and the Lakers and my basketball team. All righty. So. Do you like college sports or just professional sports? Uh, well, I like some college, yeah. You got favorite college teams too? Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, so I just, you know, I was sport a lot of them, you know, when they played. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't remember. Which one I would say was my favorite, you uh-huh. know. But, you, uh, do you like KU? Uh, yeah, KU. KU's yeah, okay? Yeah, they had a good team. Okay. Yeah. Um, what were your parents like? Do you remember them? Uh, yeah, my uh, dad, he, when he got his job, he was he worked on the railroad down there in uh, Dallas, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it didn't take him long. He got up here and got him a job right out there to the plant out there. And he put in oh, 40, 50 years out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always had a job. Uh, you know, I worked here and then I worked out over Parsons and I worked over there. And, uh, Tell me what your so mom you, did. What did your mom do? My mom used to cook at this. Uh, Dairy Queen down here on Penn Avenue, you remember? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. She used to cook that. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, she was fantastic. And she cooks, uh, she cooks, yeah. And she cooks at the uh, uh, Club, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But she cooked for people, you know, all around, you know, that wanted some food, you know, her to make cakes and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah. She was a real good cook. Mm-hmm. How about you? Your mother, your mother had ill health, and 
and you were raised by your aunt, great uncle, great uncle and great aunt. Uh huh. Um, tell me about them. Uh, well, they were housekeepers. My mom and dad both both worked for uh, the banker Ben Boys and his wife. Uh, I think her first name was Catherine. Uh-huh. They lived right up here on Maple Street. Matter of fact, right down the street in that beautiful home there oh. on the corner. Uh-huh. And I just fell in love with that home. I said, I always wanted a home like that because uh-huh. it was so beautiful. And I would go with my mother. We'd go every Friday mm-hmm. and we would clean the home. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, it was just gorgeous. Wow. And that's what she did. She was a, she cleaned homes, and uh, she also was a cook and would would cook for dinner parties, you uh-huh. know, and everything. So uh, I would just follow her, you know, like that mm-hmm. and everything. It's nothing I wanted to do. It was hard work, and mm-hmm. so it wasn't something I wanted to do on a regular basis, you know, uh-huh. and everything. But it taught you, you know how to do if you were going to take care of somebody else's property and stuff like that, that you would do it the way you would do your own, Mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't want to be anybody's housekeeper because Uh it wasn't an easy job. Right. And it was so, to me, it was kind of unrewarding because she'd work all day in that house and she'd get five dollars. You know, but that was back Uh in the day. That was a lot of money back Mm -hmm. there in the day, you know, and, and, uh, I just wanted to do different, be different, you know, and 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 have just do more uh-huh. than clean someone's house. Yeah. I, that's yeah. just me, you know. So that's why I did the best I did could in school, going with computers and being in business. Outgoing, I like to be around people, uh-huh. you know, and everything, and and uh, just enjoy life the best because. They, they were a good athlete too. Yes. Yeah. He, yes. Yeah, he used to run track and run marathons. And He's he, been in marathons. Oh yeah. Mm. A number of marathons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your great uncle? Was he in the picture? He yeah he was there. Uh-huh. He he uh, he also worked for the boyses. Uh-huh. You know. Now uh-huh. my dad was an avid fisherman. Uh-huh. They both loved a yeah. fish, yeah. you know, until bad health hit him, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. But the, my mom would fish, and dad would fish every day of the week except for Sunday. Wow. She had all her dinner prepared on Saturday mm-hmm. and put it up in the refrigerator. And then on Sunday, we would go to church and fellowship when people really fellowshiped. Mm-hmm. You come to our house, come on, you know. Mom fed everybody in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. You know, daddy didn't care, you know. She uh-huh. was a people person, you know. But uh, it was, uh, you know, I was a daddy's girl. I'd sit up with my dad on Friday nights mm-hmm. and watch uh, boxing. The Friday night fight. Friday night mm-hmm. boxing, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what we like to watch boxing, I too. Watch yeah, and it was so much fun. My mom said, I don't see how y'all can sit up and watch that mess, but it was funny. And mm-hmm. he and I sit up there, and that's when the old boxers, you know, like Joe Lewis and yes. all of them were fighting. It would be neat. It was nice, yeah. and I enjoyed that time, you know, so. But, uh, and my mom had a brother named Joe, and that's what got me and my brother kind of started in baseball. Uh-huh. He was a, he was a heck of a baseball player. Joe, what uh, was Joe his? Joe Tuggle. Tuggle? Tuggle. Tuggle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned something. Until he met, uh, until mm-hmm. she, you know, she met my dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something about uh, 
like the highs and lows mm -hmm. and stuff here in Independence. Uh -huh. My, uh, I have good memories of Independence, but I also have bad memories. Um, racism in school. Tell me about that. The black kids were put in the back, naturally. Or you sat in a certain place in the cafeteria, you know, you'd be the last to be served, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they didn't want you in Girl Scouts, but then they didn't stop you from being in there. And I liked, I just liked being amongst other people. And I remember going to my friend's house and the uh, kids don't know about prejudice or stuff, but we'd be out there in, a, in the yard playing and uh, they said, well, my mom won't let you come in my house and if you want to drink, you have to go home and get it, you know, uh -huh. stuff like that. But, you know, like I said, you learn from those experiences. Uh -huh. I didn't understand it. Uh, the worst time I had was when I went downtown. At that time, the, the middle school, as they call it now, uh -huh. was the uh, junior senior high. Uh -huh. We'd get out for lunch and we could go downtown when Independence really had thriving businesses. Mm -hmm. Woolworth was one of them, and several of the drugstores had, you know, the counters where you uh -huh. could go. And I remember going to Woolworth, and naturally they would follow you around, but I was with the other, the other, you know, uh, white kids that I knew, you know, because I didn't hang with everybody, just certain people. And I'd go in there, and they said, we won't serve you here. Oh. And I thought, okay, you know. So I told them, my kid, the other friends, I said, well, you guys go ahead. You know, I'll just go someplace else. It's okay. This is a lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And then we went down to a, a drugstore whose name I won't mention, but uh, I went there with my friends and sat at the counter, and they said, we don't serve your kind here. And I really thought, hurt. really? It did. I And they said, well, we won't get served. Well, you won't serve. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you guys go ahead and uh, do that. I said, I'll just go home. And I walked home and I cried, uh -huh. thinking, what did I do to make them treat me this way? I'm good enough to come into your home and clean your home, cook your food, wash your clothes, but I'm not good enough to go into your business and have a, a, a Coke, a cherry Coke. I didn't under, and to this day, Nancy, I don't understand that. I don't understand it, you know, and uh, uh, I thought, well, it's part of life. Racism will never die until everybody is dead. <laughs> That's the truth. Until God comes back, you know. But racism is alive so. and well. I don't think so. Racism is alive and well, even here. Uh, I mean, I go into yeah. I went into a store, my husband and I, to buy a lawnmower. Well, it was Sears, uh -huh. and they just looked at us as we walked into the door. And finally, I knew what I wanted. I had it already mapped out. I knew what I wanted. They said, go to the Sears stores. I had my paperwork. And the lady walked, saw me walk right past her, and there was this young man standing up. He was doing something. He said, do you need something? And I said, yeah. I said, at that time it was air conditioner. I said, I want to buy an air conditioner. Oh, well, and he called the lady's name, and she showed me the air conditioner. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's the air conditioner. I said, but isn't it? According to the ad, isn't it on sale? Well, yeah, it is, but um, 
you know, all Sears stores don't do that. And I thought, okay, all righty. So I asked her how much the air conditioner was, and she says, well, this model is 500 and some dollars. I said, oh, really? I said, well, I'm comparison shopping. I said, but that's not what the ad read, you know. And I said, but thank you for your time. And they watched us walk out of their door. Oh. We got in our car, and we went to Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I gave them the same paperwork. Mm -hmm. The air conditioner was a discontinued model. They had marked it down. It was 500, marked it down to 300. We walked out of there with that air conditioner for $250. Wow. The same air conditioner. Uh -huh. And I thought, they don't want to deal with you. Same way with getting a car. Mm -hmm. We went out here to Ford to get a vehicle. I told him I wanted a new car because he had never had a new car before. Uh -huh. But I had, no uh -huh. problem. Uh -huh. I told him what we wanted, and uh, our credit wasn't that very good. That is true. But if I'm going to spend $600 a month on a car, it's not going to be a Ford Escape. It's going to be a Jaguar. I mean, it's, be, it's going to be something. Right. And he said, well, this is what it'll cost you. I said, no, sir. It won't cost me that. I said, we'll just go someplace else. Well, good luck, because I doubt if you'll be able to get anything. I said, but you don't know my God. Mm. We went to Bartersville, Oklahoma on a Wednesday uh -huh. to Dungeons Brothers Ford. Walked in there, and the man started the same thing. Well, maybe you need to get a good used vehicle. And I looked at this man, and I said, sir, I came here for a new car, and I'm going to leave with a new car. It doesn't necessarily have to be from your establishment because there's car dealerships all around you. Now, I don't want to look at a good used car. I want to look at a new car. If you don't want to sell me one, then I'll find someone that will. I said, I'm not trying to be mean. I said, but I just went through this someplace else. Right. And I don't have to settle for second from nobody. I don't have to. I was angry. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, I didn't mean to offend you. I said, well, you did. I said, I asked you for a new car. I didn't ask you for a good used car. Right. Regardless what I look like on the outside, you don't know what's in my pocket. Right. Yep. We got the vehicle we wanted. They turned out to be the best salesmen that we were dealing with. Mm -hmm. That was in 2011, brand new with 34 miles on it. Wow. And we're still driving it today. Uh -huh. But it was just the treatment. It's a difference. Uh -huh. And that's just the way it is. You go into a store and you're followed around. Even And I'm thinking, why are you following me? Mm -hmm. You came and said to me, if you need anything, I'll be, I'll be glad to help you. Right. Okay. That's why if I go in, I don't carry my purse. Mm -hmm. I'll go in with my, my phone because that's where my money is. I go in with my phone and 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 do what I need to do, and then come on out, yeah. because I hate being followed. You, you know, it was that way in Coffeeville, and they are really racially divided, wow. living in Coffeeville. But uh, worse there than it is. It's worse because they had the black side of town. They had the white side of town in you know in Coffeeville. And I loved a store called H. W. Reed's. It was my favorite place to shop. Mm -hmm. I remember going in there to get some clothing. I had the money, and I knew what I wanted. The lady said, if, if you need help, I'll help you. I said, okay, thank you. And next thing I knew, here come another one from this direction. 
is there something you need? I said, yeah, but I know what I want. And that lady up there has already told me that she would help me. One lady came out of the back. By that time, I was infuriated. Mm -hmm. I stopped what I was doing. The manager was upstairs. They knew of me, didn't know me, but they knew I shopped all the time in there. I stopped in the middle of the store, and I said, I am not in here to steal anything. Mm -hmm. I came in here to purchase. Three representatives have already offered me their services. If I need them, I will tell them, but stop following me around. Mm -hmm. I'm not in here to steal. You should be over there in that corner looking at those people, putting stuff in their pocket. Don't follow me around. Mm -hmm. Well, the manager was upstairs and he came down and he said, is there a problem? I said, yes it is. I said, I have shopped in this store for a long time, and I've never been insulted like I have today. I said, I am hurt. I said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to come upstairs and I'm going to pay my account off. I don't have to shop here. Mm -hmm. I won't shop here. I said, because uh, I, I've been insulted. I said, and I don't like the way I've been treated. I've never come in here and steal. Stole anything. Your cameras, you got them everywhere. I was angry. I really was because I, I thought, golly, I just wanted a shirt and a, a sweater and a pair of slacks. I knew where they were. I knew what my size was. And I got them. And I told him, I said, I'm closing my account down. And I said, and on top of that, I'm telling every other black person that if they happen to step foot in your store, to be careful. Because all your white employees are going to follow them around like they're stealing. And don't go to the jewelry counter unless they have their hands in their pockets. I was hot. Now, now you don't have to do that. I said, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I said, because you're intimidating. I said, just rude. I'm not here to steal. I said, mm -hmm. so you don't want our business. You've gone to Bartlesville a couple of times and made major purchases. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced discrimination in Oklahoma? Mm -mm. Not like here. Not like here. No, because I think the basic reason why I think is because there's more black people farther and more down south. I mean, people are, they're not looking at the color of your skin, they're looking at the color of your money. I want a lawnmower, I, and, and, and the representatives, young ones, what can I help you with? I want a lawnmower. I want the best deal on a lawnmower you can give me today, down in Sears. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got them. Let me show you what we have. Yeah. We'll put you on our awards program. I'm mm -hmm. still on their awards program. Wow. Here, they don't, didn't offer me anything. Just wanted me in their store. And, I, and I'm sorry for yabbering so much, but it's it just important. hurts. It just hurts, yes. you know. Uh, like when they had Civic Center at the Memorial Hall, it had it in the paper, and I read it, uh -huh. coloreds only, Saturday night from 7.30 till 11.30, uh -huh. colored night at the Civic Center. When was this? Oh, this was back in the 50s and 60s, uh -huh. and even in the, and in the early part of the 70s, coloreds only. Mm-hmm, yeah, I remember that. That's why on the black side of town in Coffeyville, they had their own little park. They had their own school. They had their swimming pool. We weren't welcome on yeah. the west yeah. end of town. Well, that's fine. Until they started degrading the school. They tore the school down, Cleveland School. But they said because they're not getting the quality of education that they should. 
Okay, so you said, and they also said that the, the, they're not learning, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Doctors, lawyers, everything came out of the Cleveland School, just like they did at the other schools on the west end of the town. I put my daughter, when I lived in Coffeyville, in a public school. That's where she started. We had a teacher from western Kansas. Mrs. Babs did not know anything about teaching black children. She came to the school, and my daughter's name is Wynette Nicole. Okay, it's like, like spell like Tammy Wynette, you know, uh -huh. the singer. But her name is Wynette Nicole. And the teacher was calling her Willanetta Wynetta. She said, that's what my daughter told me. I looked at her. I said, you told her that's your name? No, mommy. I told her my name was Wynette. Okay. She's in the first grade. You know you have to decipher. And uh, what got me to take her out of the public school and put her in the Catholic school was that the teacher took construction paper. She handed white construction paper to the white kid brown construction paper to the Mexican or Hispanic kids, and black construction paper to the black kids, and told them to make an angel that looks like themselves. And you tell me that's not teaching division, and that's not teaching, uh, uh, that's not racist. I went to the principal of the school let her know how unhappy I was. Love the principal, she's a sweetheart. And I told her, I said, for this reason, I'm taking my child out of public school, especially out of this one. And I said, and this teacher's not gonna be here long. And I said, she is not a good representative of USD, I think it was 446 or whatever it was in Independence, in Coffeyville. I said, it's not right. And she doesn't know how to deal with black children. When I went up there for parent-teachers conference, along with her father, my daughter did have a daddy, still does, and we went in there and she said, well, who are you? I said, we're parents of Wynette Irving. Oh, well, uh, I, did, I didn't realize, I said, what, that she had a father and the father's alive and lives at home and is taking care of his child? I said, we've never had to come up to the school for anything, so why would it be any other thing that she has a mother and father like your white kids do. Mm. And after that conference, I said, no, I don't want her in this school. And I took her out, put her in the Catholic school, had a few problems there because she was the only black in the school. The kids call her a titted jelly bean, even call her the N-word. Oh. I told her, I said, okay, I don't teach violence. But I told her the next time someone called you that and made fun of you and called you the N-word, you get in their face and tell them that my mom said that I was not that. Mm -hmm. My name is this. And if you call me a little fist, I said, and you have your fist and said, and I'm going to bust you right in your mouth. Now, she had followed protocol. So mm -hmm. you tell the teacher. They called her a tattletale. Stay away from them. Mm -hmm. If they come towards you, you go somewhere else. They're telling her to run, leave them alone, instead of telling them to leave her alone. That's the problem nowadays in the school with the bullies. Right. 
Okay, and I don't agree with what they're telling these children. Well, you stay, make friends with them. Are you crazy? After that, they called me to the school. And I said, did my child come to you with this problem? Well, yeah, she did. She did mention it. I said, and how was it handled? Well, we just told her to ignore them. I said, you mean to tell me you're going to tell a first grader, second grader, to ignore the fact that she's been called out of her name? Mm -hmm. That's how you handle it? I thought this was a Christian-based school. I said, God is love. It's, it, it didn't say anything about, about what you're telling her. I said, I put her in here to get a well-rounded Christian education along with the other education. I said, I'm not understanding this. And they said, we're sorry, we'll take care of it. That young lady that always would call her that, she became afraid of my daughter, but they became the best friends in life. And the rest of the kids let her alone. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you do have to take the bull by the horn. And address and it. She's, it is. And she's soft-spoken, you know, and everything. But she got, I said, you get face-to-face -face with her. You can't keep running. But when she did that, I got phone calls. We need you to come to the school because there's a situation. Now, the situation was when the older kids were calling her tinted jelly beans. And she come home crying. Oh. Or they call her the N-word. I said, well, you know what your name is. I said, but you'll handle it. I said, trust me. Mm -hmm. But I never had any problems. I was called that at school here. Colored girls. Mm -hmm. You know, you, one teacher, especially you one, two, three little colored people come with me. And I was a mouthy person. I said, I have a name. I have a name. My name is not colored. He knew who my name was. He knew what my name was. I didn't care for the teachers there. They accused me of stealing. Uh, at that time, you had, um, it was an elite club that had those sweatshirts with ICC on it, mm -hmm. or, you know, or you had to belong to the club with, with the name of the school on it. Mr. Boyes had given my dad several of those shirts. Uh -huh. And I wore one to school. And I remember two of the teachers said to me, what are you doing with that shirt on, that sweatshirt? And I said, it was given to me. Well, by who? Because the only ones that are supposed to have those on are people that are, that are, that are in the, uh, like at, country club or stuff like that, and you have to purchase them, and I know you haven't purchased it, so the only thing we can think of is that you stole it. And I said, okay. I said, I tell you what, if you want this, you can have it. I said, but I'm going home, and I'm going to make sure my mother and my father know that you called me a thief and said I stole it, and the person that gave it to us, we're going to tell them too. I said, and then you tell them why. You, you didn't believe me because I already know why they didn't believe me because I'm a little black girl. You know, so it, it was hard not to wind up hating <laughs> uh, every white person you met because you can't blame them, you know, right. and have that mentality. You know, I'm talking too much, so no, I'm just no. stop. But it's like I remember that you just heard the story about Liam Nielsen. 
Liam Nielsen, I think that's his name, a famous actor. I just love Liam. him. Yeah, Liam, Liam yeah, uh-huh. from Nell, you know, and how somebody in his family was murdered and raped by a black person. And he was so infuriated that he loaded up several guns, went to a certain area, and he was just waiting for a black person to come by. He didn't care who it was, but he was going to shoot and kill him. Uh-huh. Until something, and I said, I know it was the Spirit of the Lord, let him know this is not right. Because you can't take out on every black person. But he was going to do that, and he admitted it. He's not a racist at heart or nothing, but it was just the idea that somebody he knew and loved was murdered and raped by, you know, a black person, you know. And I said that, and I made that comparison because it was not fair for me to put that on every white person I met because they're not like that. We're all individual, we're all different, and you have to learn, you know, and everything. So it was just, you know, like I said, I left, I came back when I leave this time, you know. It'll, it, I know I won't be coming back unless I come, bring, come back to bury me, which I doubt they will, you know, so. But my memories of independence, I have good ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the only black girl out of 52 in the can in the pageant. Were you the first? I no, I think they there was another one before me, but you didn't know she was black. It was more like she was mulatto, but she blended in. Whereas I'm black and I didn't blend anywhere. <laughs> the pictures down in the in the library there, you know, with on the Queen's Court, you know, and everything. I'll have to check Mm-hmm. All the programs that we've got. Yes, here. it would. But what year was? 67? It was sixty-seven, and Pat Yerkes was the queen. Mm-hmm. She was the queen. But like I said, I don't have real good memories. Uh, I have good memories, but you know, as a child, you know, having to be last at this. But I remember the scripture where it says, "The last shall be first, and the first shall be last." I just, that's why I have a deep faith in God knowing that he's got my back when nobody else does. He loves me when nobody else does. You are an awesome woman. Mm. And I've had to cry many a time, Nancy. Uh You know, even this man here. And I felt that. What he did 64 years ago Mm -hmm. was an accomplishment, not only for him, but for everyone, everyone yeah. that you can do it, and 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 as the article stated that they were too behind, and because he did what he did, he knocked the ball out of the park, and it was a three run, and they won by one, and then Mr. Null even said that where the the fence is now, mm-hmm. it was farther back. Yeah. And people, when I put it in there, remembered Don for his baseball Little League days. And they remembered him playing in in Parsons Uh because his job would allow him to get off to go play for them. Uh And uh, yeah, to Wichita everywhere. And uh, uh, he hit a ball out of the park there in Parsons. It landed in the back seat of a car going down the road. Oh my. And they said, it's, wow. they said they just kept going. It landed in, it didn't break the window out. Took the ball and went on about their business. Took the ball went on about their business. Wow. You know. You were a powerful hitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
And I teased him because I said that's why people would come to the game and they would have boards to put in front of their <laughs> windows and out there grabbing, you know, with, uh -huh. with gloves and stuff. But I said it's an accomplishment uh, for him and for it not to have been put, like, you know, in the archives. Uh -huh. Just an honorable mention. I mean, they did mention it in the newspaper, which was uh -huh. great. Uh -huh. But this is history. Yeah. But I feel, and Lord forgive me if I'm wrong, because it was a black child, a black young man. That's not the way to feel, but that's why I did. Because I look at, and I asked Mr. Metcalf, I had to ask him, uh -huh. because it was a burning question in me. I said, Mickey Mantle, everybody's in, is in love with Mickey Mantle. He came to Independence, he did this, he did that. But did the man ever come back to Independence? from whence he got his start, or from whence he paid, just to pay homage, to say, this is the little town that got me. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Metcalf said no. Yeah. And I thought, really? Yeah. To me, that's sad. You forget, you don't ever forget where you where came from. Thank you. You don't ever forget to praise the bridge that if it hadn't been for Independence, Kansas, mm -hmm. he wouldn't have got his start. Yeah. You don't ever forget to praise the bridge that carry you over. Because when you do, you lose out. Yeah. You lose out. So I'm going to shut up and let you ask. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's uh Well, I'll, I'll wrap up with you, and then I'm going to ask Don the same thing. But um, what are you most proud of in your life? And how would you like to be remembered? Oh boy, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. You can. Oh, I'm most proud of the fact that in Independence, that I was in a contest, and that I feel that I might have opened up the door, opened up the way for other young black girls yes. to see that they can do something with their lives instead of having babies, getting on welfare. That was the farthest from my mind. Mm -hmm. I didn't want any children at 17, 16 years old, because my, my sisters did. They had children early. But I made up my mind I was going to be somebody. I was going to do something. So by make, doing that accomplishment, mm -hmm. I wanted other black young ladies especially to see that they could do it if they kept themselves together you know, if, if they worked hard at it. I was even a cheerleader, mm -hmm. but they took it from me because they said my grades weren't good enough. But I had my uniform mm -hmm. getting ready to go, but they took it from me, but I said, it's okay. Mm -hmm. A counselor told me that I wasn't good enough to go to off to any college, but I said, that's okay. You know, it wasn't, you know, it's your opinion of me. Right. And if I take it to heart, then, and, and listen to it, I will become a failure. But I said, failure is not going, it, mm -mm, not an option. But that's one of the most important, one of them uh -huh. in my life. And the other is when I had my daughter, 
to be an example to her. What what is her name? Her name is Wynette Nicole. Wynette Nicole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Irving. Irving. Yeah, she's an Irving. Is she married now? She's not married. She's a career girl. She has uh-huh. no children, you know. Uh-huh. I did at one time tease and I said, just go find me a child. I want to be a grandma. But I have a lot of other people that uh-huh. let me have their kids, you know, and everything. But uh, being, Where does she live? She lives with her father in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. She has two uh bachelor's and one master degree because I pushed wow. her even in school I wouldn't allow her to take home ec and stuff uh-huh. like that I said I can teach you to cook and clean and sew I said but you need to know math uh-huh. English one have you have to take one to get to another right you know and uh, uh, her curriculum was changed by one of the teachers and I I personally went up there and I told him if you ever change anything on my daughter's curriculum without the advice of her parents. I said, there's going to be problems. You have, you don't have the right. She's an A and B student. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, but we felt she would be better in this. Then why didn't you talk to her parents? Right. But I got that all straightened out. It never happened again. They didn't even know who she was. Why? Because she wasn't a troublemaker. They didn't know who she was, only and she was on the honor roll. She didn't bother anybody. The reasons they gave me didn't, didn't hold water with me. You, you had to be, have a straight A's to be in this advanced math class. Right. I said, okay. So that meant that if you had made straight A's in math, but you had C's, D's, and F's in the other class, you'd still put them in an advanced math class because of the straight A's. But a B average is not good enough. I said, you have to tell me something else. But like I said, we got it straightened out. It never happened again. She went from, I just wanted to, I pushed her in everything. And I pushed hard, Nancy. Mm -hmm. I did. Because I wanted her to have better than what I had. I wanted her to do better than I had. That's why she went to KU on scholarships for one year. Uh We told her if she didn't do right, and maintained she was coming out of there because that's an expensive school. Well, first time away from home, you know, there she oh, yeah. she did good, but it wasn't good enough for her father. Mm-hmm. And he brought her out of there. So then she went to uh, OSU. Uh-huh. And, and, and well, she went to Stillwater. But she got into a uh, Christian school, uh-huh. made the dean's honor roll. And like I said, she has two bachelors and one master in human resources. Uh-huh. And through it all, God has blessed her. And I, I had one year, I'm digressing, I had one year college in, here in Independence, uh-huh. married, had her, and worked at Farmland Industries. Uh-huh. But I didn't give up pursuing my dream to get my college degree. And I got my college degree awesome. while working and raising her as a family. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do that to show her, do it before you have a kids. Right. Do it before right. you get married because it'll work, you know. But I did it to show her it can be done. Wow. And uh, that, that was the other proud moment. But, mm-hmm. And then my faith in God, letting her know that if you put God first, everything else is going to fall into place. If you believe in him and trust in him, He'll grant you the desires of your heart. It might not come when you feel it'll come, but it will come just like us getting a home. Uh-huh. It's coming. Yes. 
We've lost several homes because of the fact that the inspection was horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody else outbid us. But we know our home in Georgia is coming, and we have the faith and patience to wait. But my belief in God has carried me through, and a lot of times, if it hadn't been for that, I don't know. If it hadn't been for it, I don't know where I'd be or what mm -hmm. I'd be doing, you know, so. I did, you have a home now? We had one, but someone outbid us. Oh. The one before that, we won the, we, uh, they accepted our proposal, they accepted our proposal. Mm -hmm. We had it inspected. Home is gorgeous on the outside okay. and on the inside, but underneath oh. the plumbing, the electrical, mm -hmm. and the roof, it was going to take anywhere from thirty to $60,000 wow. to bring it up. We told them if they would repair, replace, and fix everything, mm -hmm. then we'd still go ahead and take the home. Yeah. They said no. We said thank you. Mm -hmm. Don't need that. No, we don't need it. So, yeah. But we'll, we'll be leaving it. It'll, it'll come. So, yeah. But uh, like I said, knowing God and Him knowing me. I wouldn't mess around. Mm -mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it'll happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. So, I'm sorry for yakking so much, but that, that's what this is for. Mm -hmm. just yeah. to, we're just visiting. Mm -hmm. Visiting, you know. Yeah. So, how about you, Don? Mm -hmm. What are you most proud of in your life? Um, how do you want people to remember you? Uh, they'll remember uh, playing baseball around here. Mm -hmm. And I work for Calvert's, I clean store for Calvert's, and I work uh, up to the Elks Club up there. I wash dishes up there, because uh, I work for Billy Jacobs up there. I always had a job. Mm -hmm. So is that what you're most proud of, that you were always working? Mm -hmm. yeah. You were hardworking? Yeah. And may and I interject, I, he's uh -huh. a kind, and kind. gentle man. Yes. Never got in any but, trouble. Never bothered anybody. The, the, the plan over there let me take off to go out to uh, Wichita to play baseball. Then I knew they really cared about uh -huh. it. That's pretty special. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's been really interesting getting but, to know uh, you a little bit. Yeah, we was, when we first met Faye and his brother Paul, yeah, well, that was, we were almost just like neighbors, you know. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's a nice guy, and his brother was too when he was living. Do you have uh, people that were influential in your life? Mm -hmm. Were there people that influenced you in your life oh, that were important to you? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, like the way, you know, I carried myself. Uh -huh. And I've never been in no jail, no nothing. And here I am, nine years old. Hey. Oh. Lord, let me still live on. Yeah. So, ain't too many left. Nope. <laughs> and you have a beautiful smile as well. Mm -hmm. You have a, a beautiful smile. It lights up your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had to have a beautiful smile. Oh, yeah, I, I, I keep a smile. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to but, talk uh, to me about? Hmm? Anything else you want to tell me about today? Uh, well, 
appreciate you letting the wife and me come up here and, it's and talk pleasure. to us. And it's, yeah, I've learned a lot from you, and I uh, now you can go home and tell John. I will do that. Yep. Because he was one of my old classmates, so. Well, your best friend, yeah. Homer's, Homer Homer's McIntyre, yeah. His wife worked with John's mother oh, yeah. at the hospital. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been to Homer's house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I live on Magnolia Street here, yeah. and live on 6th Street, and uh, Hill Street. Maple Street. Hill? Uh, Hill Street. Yeah. They named a street after you, mm -hmm. too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a cousin live on Hill, too. But wow. we, we lived on Hill for quite a while. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, they just say hill on hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank but, you so much oh, for coming you. today. I we, really appreciate it. We thank it. you. Yes, we really and thank you from the I bottom of my heart. I appreciate your candor. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, I've, I've talked to some other folks. We have a series of programs here. Mm -hmm. um, and that was when I interviewed Graham Reeves and Faye Bradley. Mm -hmm. Well, when my family sees that. Oh yeah, they're gonna love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to tell me? No, except for that, I know that people will remember me because I'm always doing something for somebody. Yeah. And they'll say, "Oh, that Vanessa was always into somebody's doing something, but yeah. in a good way. Yes. Not trying to hurt nobody, you know. And I am quick to ask someone to forgive me if I have offended them or hurt them. But this man has a not because he's my husband and because I love him, but uh, kind, sweet, and gentle, loving person. He'll go out of his way to help anybody. They might not understand sometimes when he says, but he's a thinker now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just speak right out. He is a thinker. And when he doesn't say anything, I tell him big deer eyes that he's looking at you, but he's thinking, and then he'll come and give you an answer, you know. Yeah. And when he says something, he means it. It's from pay yeah. attention, and it's from his heart. It is so. And that's I, why I'm be his helper. Kind of hoping that they would, uh, you know, got one of them little statues or something and put it up down there. You know, since I was, you know, that would be neat, wouldn't it? And that would be really neat. Mm -hmm. I told him I was going to take and put his name on a on a plaque on a piece of cardboard and put a string and put it around that statue there. That would, now that would, but they'd that, probably get me for defacing really defacing happen. property. But wow. the Lord finish it up. Because I told him, yeah. it's your time. This is your reward. Awesome. This is your reward right okay. here. This is it. This is your statue, your plaque. Long, that'll go. That will stay for a while, oh, yeah. but this will be forever. This will be forever. Yep. And his family's very proud of him. So you see the kind of capsule where? Yeah. Yeah. That's my boss. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But again, we thank you for yeah. everything. Well, it wouldn't have been possible without you and Mr. Craig Null. And I had forgot to call uh, Mike, who used to be at the, uh, uh, at the newspaper. 
Uh-huh. And he was going to be up there at the library that day. I really missed you, but your granddaughter was so at sweet. At the museum, it, there was supposed to be someone, the sports reporter from the paper. Was well, he to couldn't. Come. He, I had talked to him, but uh-huh. he didn't make it. Uh-huh. There were games that day, and uh-huh. I knew they'd take precedent over uh-huh. everything, yeah. you know. So I was hoping that I could get a little article mm-hmm. together to put in the paper. You know, and everything. If you could help me write up something and take to the paper, or however, I don't know. Um, I can see if there's anything I can do. Um, you've got the pictures uh-huh. from the event. Mm-hmm. Um, I could take a picture of you two today holding that. Mm-hmm and then we can write it up and I can send it to them and see if they'll use if it. If they'll use it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. But I just, I don't necessarily have to be in the pa- in the picture, just him. Oh, I think it'd be better with really both of nice us. Okay. We both okay, the, all right. think so, Doug? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, I've got my camera here. I just oh, did you bring camera. your camera? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna shut the recorder off now. Mm-hmm.